Blog Talk Radio. Friends and 
enemies are so close to me I don't know who you supposed to be So contemplate that before approaching me Got the south side right behind me, homie And for me that's plenty Now the bypass the drugs And the haters and the handy Play the politics right And ever so gently Reach up and snatch that bread Get the fam fed Get it like a man like my uncles and pops would If they had the chance Or maybe they did and just couldn't advance
that speaks to the goddesses. I would like to welcome you to another episode of The Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. I'm your host, So L, and I'm glad you made it. Welcome to The Foundation, where we understand incorrect information, incorrectly applied, can get you hurt. Correct information, incorrectly applied, can get you hurt. So we're always executing correct information correctly. You're on the foundation. High Frequency Radio Network. HighFrequencyRadioNetwork.com as well as welcome to the foundation.com. I'm your host, So L, Seeker of Truth L, Speaker of Truth L. And it's an honor and a pleasure. Of course, I will always start out by saying all thanks, praises, honors are due to the Creator and the ancestors. For without them, you know we wouldn't be here. I want to say peace to Big Brother Youssef. Big up. HighFrequencyRadioNetwork.com. Creator and extraordinaire. Without him, I wouldn't be on this network. Let's just keep it to all the way real. Welcome to TheFoundation.com. If you're having trouble, you know, finding any of the, the social media accounts, you can go to WelcomeToTheFoundation.com. At the very least, sign up for the email list. But, you know, you can find the Instagram. You can find the Twitter. You can find the Facebook page. As well as, you know, like I said, sign up for the email list. All at WelcomeToTheFoundation.com. Just, just the way it sounds. We'll take this opportunity to say that that email blast with regards to the credit manual will go out tomorrow. I already scheduled it. So if you've been waiting for it, it's coming. Even even if I fell and broke my leg, you still get it tomorrow. But yes, welcome to the foundation.com. Highfrequencyradionetwork.com as well. As always. Peace, everyone. Peace to you. I want to say peace to you. I want to say peace to you. Let's start out by saying peace to all the listeners. Peace to all the live listeners. You know, the live callers. Switchboard is blowing up right now. So I definitely want to say peace to all the live callers. All the internet listeners. Anyone who's listening, you know, checking out the show on the internet right now. I want to say peace to you. I want to say peace to all the archive listeners. I know... You know, you can't catch the live show. You got stuff going on. And I respect that. But I still want to say peace to you for checking out the show. I want to say peace to all the podcast listeners and all those who are sharing MP3s, you know, sending them through the emails and, you know, sharing the posts on the social media pages. I appreciate that. I really do. Definitely want to say peace to all the trustees. Salute. And peace to anyone that is currently invested in their private education, whether it's with the foundation, it's privately by yourself, it's with, you know, another association, it's on you, but peace to you. 
I also want to say peace to anyone that we have done business with in the private. Anyone who's sent any type of email, well wishes, or current events, peace to Sister Yvette, or anyone who's otherwise added to the foundation. So you know how we're doing it. Today's topic is the three essential elements to wealth preservation. The three essential elements to wealth preservation, stuff that I've learned, you know, through mentors, specific mentorships. You know, I've flown all over the country to participate in, you know, mentorships. And, you know, I'm continuing learning, as you should. And, you know, throughout these, you know, travels and these, through these relationships, I've come up with the, with what I would consider a very, very solid foundation. Oh, look at that. With regards to what it comes to not only to facilitate and administer wealth, but also, you know, how to preserve it. And, you know, there's intermediate, beginner, and expert level strategies for this. But, you know, this is the foundation, so we're going to keep it simple. So we can just, you know, start getting an understanding of what this stuff is. So I'd like to welcome you to the foundation. I'm going to start off with the current event. Hold on, hold on. Because this is going to be a great show. I'm going to start off with the current events. First current event, I'm just going to keep it real. This is the email that I received personally. Came to my email. So I administer multiple trust accounts at a, at a specific well-known banking institution. I'm not going to say the name of the banking institution, but I will say that, you know, maybe dealing with the stagecoach. The red stage coach. Pretty sure I can say that. And, you know, I have several trust accounts at this particular financial institution. So I received this is April 24th, 2018. I received it uh, at 9.22 p.m. Now, I don't know, you know, if it went out in batches or whatever through a specific You know, they got those emails, those those mail, I don't know, what do they call it? Mail list senders, you know. Same thing you do if you sign up for the email list on, you know, welcome to the foundation.com. So I don't know if it was sent in batches. It was sent kind of late. But this is legit, 100% legit. This isn't from a news article or anything. This is from the email that is registered with one of the trust accounts that I administer. All right. <laughs> wow. So check this out. Stagecoach says cash deposits will be limited to account owners or authorized signers. So they had to throw that authorized signer in. If you, you know, we know, you know, salute Pete to the trustees. We know, you know, authorized signers, signers. So what is happening? I'm going to read this whole email. To help reduce criminal activity and protect your account. Protect my account from what? Getting money? We'll be making changes to our policy for cash deposits made at Stagecoach branches. I almost said it. <laughs> Man, once our policy takes effect in a few weeks, we'll only accept cash deposits into your Stagecoach uh, 
trust checking or savings accounts if it is coming from an account owner or authorized signer. What you should know, if a non-account owner needs to deposit money into your account, they can deposit a check, a cashier's check, or a money order, or use a person-to-person payment service like Zelle. It's like an app on your phone, straight from your account to the other account. All customers will need to provide identification to make cash deposits, all of them. I'm telling y'all, I mean, I swear I said this was coming. I knew it. Wells Fargo, oops. <laughs> y'all know I'm playing. You knew I was going to say it, didn't you? Wells Fargo ATM or debit card holders may use their card and their personal identification number to confirm their identity when making deposits. So you don't have to show your ID if you put in that PIN. Customers who do not have a Wells Fargo ATM or debit card may present a valid driver's license, state, or federal government-issued ID card passport or other similar picture ID for the nationals questions if you have any questions please ask please ask a banker in your branch or call us at 1-800-BOOZY-BLAH-BLAH blah, blah, 24 hours a day 7 days a week cash deposits will be limited to account owners and authorized signers and they will be subject to having to show identification this is horrendous I find this to be Abhorrent, absolutely abhorrent. You know I'm joking, right? I'm private, and because I'm private, you know I don't really care too much about these Federal Reserve notes. What we understand to be cash, you know, being private, I don't really deal with those things too much, anyways. But I understand where it's coming from, and I understand that it's been coming, and I've been kind of, I've been kind of talking about it for a while, but. It's the war on cash, the war on currency, the war on their own currency. It's been underway for years. It's, it's been going on globally from India to Venezuela to Zimbabwe, all over the country. Any country that may have a central bank may be subject to these type of you know predatory policies. So, you know, with that being said, I definitely want to keep you know the audience abreast of what's going on specifically with the currency that we use every day because we do so take that for you know what it's worth also washington dc april 25th 2018 a member of congress posed some pointed questions to the federal reserve and the u.s treasury this week about their activities involving America's gold reserves, including apparently efforts to drive gold out of the world financial system in favor of the Federal Reserve note or special drawing rights issued by the International Monetary Fund. In a letter dated April 24th, Representative Alex Mooney, which is a representative of West Virginia and a Republican, wrote to Jerome Powell, who is now the chairman of the Federal Reserve, and Steve Mnuchin, Secretary of the United States Treasury, raising concerns about their formal policy to devalue the Federal Reserve note and requesting information about the United States' use of and position on gold. Quote, the purchasing power of our currency has fallen some 97% since Congress passed the Federal Reserve Act in 1913. 
with an acceleration in the rate of decline occurring since the early 1970s when the final link to gold was severed, wrote Mooney. While also pointing out there had been almost no inflation in the United States prior to the creation of the Federal Reserve System. And we're quoting again, this Fed policy of creating inflation has the effect of driving up the cost of virtually everything my West Virginia constituents consume while simultaneously reducing the real value of their pensions, savings, and fixed income payments, end quote. Mooney continued, in his, in his capacity as a member of the House Financial Services Committee and its Monetary Policy and Trade Subcommittee, Mooney has asked the Fed and Treasury to answer the following questions in writing. One, records in the archives of the historian of the United States State Department describe U.S. government policy in recent decades as aiming to drive gold out of the world financial system in favor of the Federal Reserve note or special drawing rights issued by the International Monetary Fund. Is this still United States government policy toward gold? If not, what is the United States government's current policy toward gold? Two, I have heard complaints that the U.S. gold reserve has not been fully audited for many decades, particularly as there seems to have been not a, no acknowledgement of or account for, quote, swaps and leases of gold or arrangements for such to which the U.S. government has been a party. Question being, does the U.S. government, through the Treasury Department, the Federal Reserve System, or any other agency or entity, transact in gold or gold derivatives, either directly or through intermediaries? If so, what are those transactions and what are their objectives? Three, does the United States government undertake any transactions in gold or gold derivatives through the Bank of International Sentiments? Oh, I'm sorry, Sentiments, Bank of England, or other central banks or governments? If so, what are these transactions and their objectives? I'll go so far as to say in recent decades, government officials and central banks have almost entirely kicked out gold of the monetary system with disastrous effects, particularly for the average American. That's in the news. But we'll see exactly, you know, what if any type of dust is stirred up due to that letter from the congressman from West Virginia. The state of West Virginia. Or is it a commonwealth? Not really sure. Not really sure it matters either. All right, moving forward. Let's get to stocks. Um, Reuters. I know how to say it correctly now, y'all. It's, it's Reuters. Someone put me on the game. I don't feel silly anymore. But what we got here? Reuters. Stocks are weaker for the fifth day of the United States. Ten-year debt yield tops 3%. Technical difficulties. One second. Okay, yeah, Reuters. Okay, here, let's do this. Let's do this. I should start printing all these out. Okay, this stuff is 
Uh, so, okay, so check this out. <clears throat> so, Reuters, I'm sorry, Reuters, a gauge of global equity suffered its longest losing streak this year, today, as the 10-year United States Treasury yields again scaled the 3% mark, stoking concerns about rising costs that could dampen corporate profits. You want to blame it on the Treasury. It might be on some of those tariffs that are going back and forth. The benchmark 10-year note yielded, I'm sorry, notes yield edged up to 3.035% for a second day as jitters about growing federal borrowing spurred more selling in U.S. government debt. Should it climb above 3.041%, its peak in January 2014, it will likely move into territory last seen in summer 2011. This is, you know, quotations by analysts. Oh, you know, whatever you make of that. Well, I'm going to stop there because, you know, I do want to get into this subject. I mean, the topic of the show. I found this interesting, you know, with regard to current events. This is on the Washington Post. The HUD Secretary Ben Carson is to propose raising rent for low-income Americans receiving federal housing subsidies. So federal housing subsidies, I think that is, you know, a federal program more often known as Section 8. I could be wrong, but I don't know. So this is not the best thing for a lot of people. U.S. Housing and Urban Development Secretary Ben Carson today proposed <clears throat> raising the amount that low-income families are expected to pay for rent, tripling it for the poorest households, as well as encouraging those receiving household subsidies to work. This is according to a legislative proposal obtained by the Washington Post. The move to overhaul how rental subsidies are calculated would affect 4.7 million families relying on federal housing assistance. The proposal legislation would require congressional approval. There is one inescapable imperative driving this reform. Um, Carson said in a call with reporters, the current system isn't working very well. Doing nothing is not an option. Tenants generally, generally pay 30% of their adjusted income toward rent or public housing um, agency minimum rent which is capped at $50 a month for the poorest families. The administration's proposal sets the family monthly rent contribution at 35% of gross income. So not adjusted income, this is gross income. There's there's a big difference in adjusted income versus gross income, or 35% of their earnings working 15 hours a week at the federal minimum wage. Under the proposal, the cap for the poorest families would rise to about $150 a month three times higher than the current minimum. About 712,000 households would see their rents rise to the new monthly minimum of $150. You're not talking about um, raising the benefits, whether it's cash benefits or uh, food benefits or anything like that. I just hear them, you know, talking about Housing advocates criticized the proposal as cruel hypocrisy coming on the heels of tax breaks to wealthy Americans and corporations. See, it's in, it's in, the, it's in the article. I didn't even have to say it. Um, when we are in the middle of a housing crisis that's having the most negative impact 
on the lowest income people, we shouldn't even be considering proposals to increase their rent burdens, said Diane Yento. This is president of the National Low Income Housing Coalition. The bill would also allow public housing agencies and property owners to impose work requirements. Currently, only 15 housing authorities in about a dozen states require some sort of work or job training in return for benefits. In Atlanta and Charlotte, at least one adult needs to work 30 hours a week for a household to receive housing benefits. Chicago requires, requires able-bodied beneficiaries to work 20 hours a week. Seniors older, over the age of 65 and then individuals with disabilities will be exempt from the rental increases for the first six years. Only for the first six years? So if you're 65, when you turn 71, you better get a job, bruh. They would also be exempt from any work requirements. Um, HUD officials said the group makes up more than half of the 4.7 million families receiving subsidies. Every year it takes more money, millions of dollars more, to serve the same number of households, Carson said, citing years-long waiting lists for federal housing assistance. It's clear from a budget perspective and a human point of view that the current system is unsustainable. Carson said decades-old rules on how rent is calculated are far too confusing and convoluted, often resulting in families who earn the same income paying vastly different amounts of rent, quote, because they know how to work the system. They know how to include certain deductions that other people may not be aware of. So you should be penalized for your knowledge, basically. We really want to level, to level the playing field and make it much more even for everyone. HUD also seeks to eliminate deductions for medical and child care costs when determining a tenant's rent. So they don't care if you got child care or medical expenses currently and consistently every single month. They're going to include whatever you pay for that and, and, and determine how much you're going to pay for rent. Carson said the current rules that require an annual review of beneficiaries' household income also creates perverse consequences that discourage people from earning more income. Under the proposed bill, income verification would only be required every three years, which Carson said would encourage residents to work more without immediately facing a rent increase. The Trump administration has long signaled through its budget proposals and leaked draft legislation that it seeks to increase the rents that low-income tenants pay to live in federally subsidized housing. The White House budget proposal for the 2019 fiscal year indicated that it would encourage work and self-sufficiency across its rental assistance programs. Barbara Sard, Vice President for Housing Policy at the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities, and, uh, I'm sorry, said at the latest proposal, if passed, could result in millions of individuals losing their homes. The very purpose of these programs is to provide a stable home for people who's who otherwise can't manage on their own. Ignoring that destroys the effectiveness of these programs to prevent homelessness and keep children out of foster care. Carson laid out the administration's plans in a press call about an hour before today's afternoon House Financial Services Subcommittee hearing on rent reform. Changes that are made to to the rental structure immediately and ultimately have to be approved by Congress, Carson said. These are the suggestions that we're making. So basically, just want you to know, if you're, if you're receiving any type of government assistance, you know, not only are they going to be raising, you know, these rates, they're not going to be 
raising the benefits, and they're going to be requiring that you go work in the system. You go get a job. You're going to have to be um, uh, physically handicapped or mentally handicapped or a senior citizen over the age of 65. If you are one of those, you're exempt from the rent increases for six years, but after that, you're not exempt from the rent increases, but you are always going to be exempt from the requirement to work. But as this system continues to get more and more weird, it's going to begin to more and more eat itself. Next on the agenda for the current event, CNBC talking about weekly mortgage application stall as rates make sharp move higher. Okay, so I was talking to a real estate um, uh, a realtor, not a real estate, a realtor friend of mine, a person who sells houses and they were telling me about you know, we were talking about gentrification and if you don't understand what gentrification is gentrification is really when you know prices in low income neighborhoods begin to rise and certain art classes come in first and then you got you know middle classes and then different classes of people that come in and then effectively cause the property values to raise. So the low-income people in those areas are priced out of the areas and they have to move somewhere else because they can't afford the rents anymore or the mortgages or, you know, you may own a home, but the property taxes have increased so much that you can no longer afford the property taxes. So this is, you know, one of the main components of gentrification. Also, interest rates affect gentrification, but more specifically, uh, the realtor friend, he and I were talking about how, you know, uh, he was looking to get another property because uh, as soon as possible, because the interest rates were going to continue to rise and that interest rates are one of the main factors that inhibit people from, you know, purchasing homes or, you know, investment property. So this, this right here, weekly mortgage application stall. This headline is not any news to me at all. You know, I kind of, you know, pay attention to the market. You know, I'm a real estate And, you know, these things are not only of interest to me, but they're required for me to be at least in the know, sort of. So mortgage interest rates last week didn't start to climb until the end of the week, but even a few days were enough to dampen demand. Total mortgage applications fell. Um two-tenths of a percent for the week end was eight-tenths of a percent lower than a year ago, according to the Mortgage Bankers Association's seasonally adjusted survey. The stall was equal for refinance and purchase applications, even though the former are far more rate-sensitive. Applications to refinance a home um, loan fell three-tenths of a percent last week and were 16% lower than a year ago. Wow. The refinance share of applications fell to 37.2% of all applications, the lowest level since September 2008. Uh, man, all these signals. You see all these signals? I'm just trying to point them out. I don't know what they mean. Do you know what they mean? Borrowers really had no incentive to refinance as the average contract interest rate for 30-year fixed-rate mortgages with um, conforming loan balances increased to its highest level since September 2013. 
from 4.66%, with points increasing to uh, 0.49 from 0.46. This is including the origination fee. This is for um, an 80% loan to ratio value. Jeez. So that's, that's, what, that's what you put in 20% down. Treasury rates increased significantly last week, partly driven by the market's reaction to more hawkish comments from key Fed officials and positive economic news on strong retail sales and declining jobless claims. Mortgage applications to purchase a home were unchanged for the week, but 11% higher than a year ago. Homebuyers are less concerned about interest rates than they are about finding a home to buy. Demand is incredibly high, and even though more listings are coming on the market this spring, they are not enough to satisfy the demand. <coughs> Excuse me. This dynamic is pushing home prices to new record highs and sidelining those buyers who are seeing um, or seeking entry-level homes. So low-income families who depend on the, the government for subsidies, their rents raising, Low-income families who are looking to purchase entry-level homes, you know, those are homes between, like, I think uh, between $180,000 and lower, so from, like, $60,000 to $180,000, that's considered an entry-level home in this market. So if you're, if you're low-income and you're receiving subsidies, your, your rent's going up or it's per, being proposed to go up, and if you're low-income and you're looking to buy an entry-level home, uh, it's not going to happen. Um, applications for government purchase applications. Loans more likely to be used by first-time buyers declined for the week. Government loans, those from the Federal Housing Authority and the VA, offer low down payments, which entry-level buyers need, but they are few. there are few entry-level homes for sale, so there is less demand for loans to buy them. Sales of homes priced between $100,000, I mean, I'm sorry, priced below $100,000, fell 21% in March from a year ago, according to the National Association of Realtors. Most of the sales activity is now in the move um, up and high-end range. So if you got a home and you're upgrading or, you know, you're just, you're just buying an all-out really large home, that's where a lot of the moves are coming from, right? Now, okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Whereas rates had leveled off and even improved somewhat during March and early April, they've quickly shown more volatile colors, wrote Matthew Graham, chief operating officer of Mortgage News Daily. Mortgage rates continue to move higher this week, with some lenders now a quarter percent point higher than 2018's best low, uh, uh, best lows. Volatility in the bond market, which mortgage rates follow, is likely to continue this week with reports expected on first quarter GDP and a continued flow of quarterly company earnings reports. Getting ugly out here. Getting ugly. Next up, CNBC tax bill will slash by half the number of homeowners using the mortgage deduction. Ooh. I'm just I'm just pointing I'm just I'm just pointing. The number of homeowners who will benefit from the mortgage tax break is expected to plummet this year by more than half, according to a congressional report released on Monday. 
about 13.8 million taxpayers will be able to claim the mortgage interest deduction in 2018, down from more than 32.3 million in 2017. That's about a 57% drop, yo. Already, the deduction was not used by most taxpayers. Of the 150 million or so tax returns the IRS received annually in recent years, just 20% claimed the deduction. The anticipated drop is largely due to the near doubling of the standard deduction that took effect January 1st under the new tax law. They're trying to say fewer taxpayers are expected to itemize their deduction, which is the only way to take advantage of the tax breaks for interest paid on mortgages. The new report estimates that 18 million households will itemize deductions this year, down from 46.5 million. Taxpayers would need deductions worth more than the standard deduction for itemizing to make financial sense. And with few deductions left for taxpayers to turn to, the threshold will be harder to hurdle. Basically, if you don't have a lot of property, a lot of business, you don't have a lot of deductions that you can claim, you're not going to meet the threshold. I'm going to stop there. And I'm going to move to the next current event. Let's get into some, let's get into some tech. The NASDAQ is open to becoming to becoming a cryptocurrency exchange. <laughs> Man. Once the space matures, NASDAQ is open to becoming a platform for trading cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, according to the company CEO. Certainly, NASDAQ will consider becoming a crypto exchange over time, said NASDAQ CEO Adina Friedman. If we do look at it and say it's time People are ready for a more regulated market for something that provides a fair experience for investors. I'm done. I'm not going to read anymore. I don't know if y'all remember. If anybody's been following the cryptos, banks were talking about how it was illegitimate, how it's crock, blah, 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 blah. Now they're talking about they're going to be exchanges. Hypocrisy abounds. This is the last one. This one's crazy. Y'all hear about this? What is this on? This is CB, uh NBC is what this is. China assigns every citizen a social credit score to identify who is and is not trustworthy. The country determines your standing through use of surveillance video and plans to have 600 million cameras by the the year 2020. China is rolling out high-tech plans to give all of its 1.4 billion citizens a personal score based on how they behave. But there are consequences if a score gets too low, and for some, that's cause for concern. When Liu Hu recently tried to book a flight, he was told he was banned from flying because he was on the list of untrustworthy people. Liu is a journalist who was ordered by a court to apologize for a series of tweets he wrote and was then told his apology was insincere. I can't buy property, my child can't go to private school, he said. You feel you're being controlled by the list all the time. And the list is now getting longer as every Chinese citizen is being assigned a social credit fluctuating rating based on behaviors. It's believed that community service and buying Chinese made products could raise your score. I'm not I'm for real reading this from NBC. Fraud, tax evasion, and smoking in non smoking areas can drop it. I know y'all think I'm playing. I'm not playing. China's growing network of surveillance cameras makes all of this possible. 
It can recognize more than 4,000 vehicles. Lee is the CEO of SenseTime, uh, one of China's most successful um, artificial intelligence companies. It has created smart cameras for the government that can help catch criminals, but also track average citizens. We can tell whether it is an adult, a child, a male, or a female. Sue Lee. Uh, Ken DeWoskin has studied China's economy and political culture for more than three decades. He says uh, how the new scoring system truly works is kept secret and could be easily abused by the government. Well, I think the government and the people running the plan would like it to go as deeply as possible to determine how to allow I'm sorry, how how far to allow the program to go, but there are deep concerns of whether or not the program itself can be abused. Um, I'm going to stop there. I'm just going to stop there. I I don't really know what else to say. You know, social credit scores. My man said he couldn't book a flight. You can't even book a flight. That's crazy. Y'all think that's it. I'm done with current events, y'all. Appreciate it. Appreciate y'all. It was a crazy day for current events today. We got through them. We got through them. Welcome to the foundation. Let's get in. Let's get right into this, right? So here we go. Three essential elements to wealth preservation. A lot of, not a lot of people talk about wealth preservation. A lot of people talk about getting money. Ten best ways to get money. Ten best ways to get money on the side. Ten best, you know, all these other things. But you know, how do how do we preserve our money? But you know, before we get into this, I want to ask you a question. What matters most? To you, essentially. So if, if if money and time and work were no longer an issue, so obviously you didn't have to worry about money. You had all the free time in the world, and you didn't have to work. How long would it take for you to figure out what matters most to you? After a few years, the wealthy get bored. Sometimes it might take generations. But in, in a short time period, if you were to be given insurmountable, you know, unfathom, unfathomable amounts of wealth, you or your heirs, depending on how old you are, you would eventually get bored. You would have done all the things that you can do with money on the earth, skydive, uh, you know, parasail, Paraglide, you know, whatever. You know, bought a yacht, bought bought three of them, bought one for your neighbor, bought a bunch of property. I mean, after a while, it just gets to the point where it's like, you know, you've been you've been everywhere you want to went. I mean, you want to go, and it's just like you get bored. 
So at that point in time, you have to understand what matters most to you. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to a point. Y'all know I'm getting to a point, right? I just have a certain way of how I do this. So, you know, with that being said, if you if you were to gain an insurmountable amount of wealth, then, you know, your family will be wealthy, essentially. And if your family's wealthy, you, as well as your family, would eventually get bored. And eventually, after boredom, a wealthy family finds its purpose. 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 For better or worse. Please understand what I'm saying. Please understand what I'm saying. There's only so much I can say. And there's only so many ways I can say it. And so, you know, please understand what I'm saying. Please, 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 please. Now, I want to talk about, you know, the three essential elements of wealth preservation. All right? But first, I want to talk about wealth eroding factors those factors that we deal with on a day-to-day basis with which erode wealth, take away from it, which makes it impossible to preserve it if it's gone. These things being taxes, inflation, divorce, education, lawsuits, then you got expenses, you know, you got to eat, you got to get somewhere. How are you going to travel if you're not traveling? So when you get into the preservation of wealth, you got to understand what factors exist that erode that wealth if not taken into proper consideration. Please hear what I'm saying. Please hear what I'm saying. At a certain point, a family would get bored, so that family would find its purpose. And when in finding a purpose, as long as the purpose isn't mundane and it doesn't have to deal with material aspects, you know, overall material gains or aspirations. That family moves from success, the pursuit of success, to the pursuit of significance. And we the family moves away from focusing on output and moves into the focus of outcomes. What is outcome versus what is output? So Let's just, let's just get into it. There's three essential elements to wealth preservation. I'm going to get into them. Listen, there's four. I'm just going to tell you there's four. You know, I was taught that there was three. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, recognize that because my mentors I respect. But at the same time, you know, I'm a seeker. And I'm also I'm a seeker of truth and I'm a speaker of truth. So I got to kick it. I got to kick it raw daddy. I got to do my dance. I got to, you know, pancaking. Pancaking toes. Just. Stepping all on your toes. So the first element to wealth preservation. Now, we're dealing with wealth, right? So we're dealing with wealth. 
And I'm not talking necessarily about Federal Reserve notes. I'm not talking necessarily about, you know, um, gold and silver. I'm talking about wealth. Wealth takes the form, can, at least currently, can take the form of Federal Reserve notes. They can take the form of gold and silver, the form of real estate, property, shares, so on and so forth. So when we're preserving wealth, the first essential element of the preservation of that wealth is control. We need to be able to control that wealth. Let me let me read y'all something real quick. So you know, you know, we have this this debate about the the, the so-called straw man and you know the, the all capital name and you know, you know you can get into it, you can get out of it, doesn't matter really. I don't care. I deal with the facts. And the fact of the matter is, is that's the individual, right? The individual is a U.S. citizen. I'm quoting a U.S. citizen or, quote, a citizen of the United States is a civilly dead entity operating as a co-trustee and co-beneficiary of the public charitable trust, the constructive SESC trust of U.S. INC under the 14th Amendment which upholds the debt of the USA and USINC. This is, that was congressional record, June 13th, 1967, page 15,641 through page 15,646. Or the U.S. citizens residing in one of the states of the Union are classified as property and franchises of the federal government as an individual entity. The Supreme Court citation Wheeling, W-H-E-E-L-I-N-G, Steel Corp. Steel, you know, like the metal. Wheeling Steel Corp. versus Fox, 298 U.S. 193. Comma eight zero L E D one one four three five six S period C T seven seventy three. Might have to grab the archive because man, I'm running out of time. I'm trying to. I gotta get through this. Okay, so check it out. So control if. An individual entity, the one, the entity that files an individual tax return that is residing in one of the states of the union, is classified as property and franchises the federal government. Um, how do you control the income that is generated by that individual? You don't really. There's taxes and legislation that's going to be enacted with or without your consent. There's so many different representatives and delegates and superdelegates and all this stuff going on. How does your vote matter? Let's just be honest. So when there's tax reforms and there's stuff going on, you know, all this legislation, there is no control 
that we as individuals have over the legislation that's being enacted with regards to the individual entity, the entity that files the individual tax return. There is, it's very hard to preserve wealth generated by the individual, that which files an individual 1040 return due to lack of control. There's no control. There's no control. We have no control over legislation. We have no control over Congress. We don't have any control. There's a lot of us on this call right now, a lot of people in the switchboard. This is, I don't know what happened, but this is, must be a really, really hot topic. But none of us have any control over the legislation of the 1040 individual. So that's, a, a, that's a, one of the main elements of wealth preservation that we are not adhering or acknowledging is control. We are generating income, funds, wealth that we're looking to preserve, but the generation of such is being done without control. They work into jobs, W-2, is the reporting instrument that is used to signify to the IRS what the company withheld from the individual for tax purposes to comply with the Internal Revenue Code and federal statutes with regards to an employer. Really, that's a snitch document. I'm just going to keep it real. They're snitching. This is how much that individual made. And this is what we kept from what the individual made and sent to you. So that individual is required to file a return, that 1040 return. If you don't, it's willful failure to file. There's all types of dances they do when you get to doing dances like that. Now, the legislation the Internal Revenue Code with regards to how that individual is treated is not in our control. We are not in control. We are generating income. Let's just keep it real. An entity with a Social Security number that we do not control how it's taxed. We do not control how many deductions we can take. We do not control how many things we can write off as expenses. We do not control anything with regards to that. We do not control when the money is dispersed that we're earning, the wealth. That is dictated by the corporation. They're in control. You get paid every two weeks. Okay. You get paid every week. Cool. You get paid every month. Oh. You get paid every six months. All right. Is that up front or what? We're not even, we're not even in control. We don't even, we don't even, we don't even question how many times do you question a bi-weekly payroll? <laughs> Never. Because you, we know that we're not in control. So the first essential element of wealth preservation is lacking off top because of the position that we're in and the entity that we're using to exchange our energy in commerce for wealth-representing instruments. Federal Reserve notes, currency. Lack of control. And that's just from the taxation side. Let's not get into, you know, 
is that individual, that civilly dead entity, might give you a social security number or, or score and control where you go, where you travel. If you accept a certain type of control or lack thereof, then you'll accept some other types, won't you? Let's just let's just pay attention. I just want I'm just pointing it out. I'm pointing. Out. I'm gonna keep it moving because I love y'all. And I mean, wow, a lot of people on here and the current events. Those are real. So control is essential. And I'm just I'm just gonna break it down to: Do you control how the income that you generate is taxed? Do you? If you do not, you lack an essential element of wealth preservation. Essential. All right, number two. Let's get into number two. All right, all right. Three essential Elements of wealth preservation. Flexibility is number two. Are you flexible in your wealth? I mean, let me let me just illustrate the inflexibility that we experience every day in our wealth. We contract our labor, expertise, skills for Federal Reserve notes for currency, right? We purchase perishable goods, food to eat. That doesn't food doesn't preserve our wealth. We get gas; it's consumed. Gas doesn't preserve our wealth. We pay rent; rent doesn't preserve our wealth. We pay insurance, which doesn't preserve our wealth unless there's a potential accident. You know, in probability, you can get into you know probability as a mathematical you know sequencing and so on and so forth, but whatever. With regards to savings, let's say we save, we put these Federal Reserve notes in a commercial bank account, in the commercial banking system, on a deposit account. We do not, we are, um, it's not, this, this account is not flexible to the interest that is being paid. We may purchase certificates of deposit for savings. We may purchase stocks and corporations, uh, mutual funds. These types of investments, our investments are inflexible. Why? Because the, the investments that we call investments are all based on and pegged to the United States dollar. So if the dollar falls, your 401k falls. If the dollar drops, the value of your savings account drops. If the dollar drops, the value of your home drops. If the dollar drops, the value of the corporations that are valued in dollars drops. 
And another eroding factor is inflation. <clears throat> the Federal Open Market Committee shoots for 2% inflation on the currency every year, 2%. Five years, that's 10%. 10 years, that's 20%. So if you make a $100, put it in the bank at 0% interest or just put it in a shoebox, In 10 years, you lost $20 worth of value from that $100 bill. In 10 years, it's going to cost $120 to buy a basket of groceries that would have cost $100 10 years ago. The same, the same amount of goods, same bread, same milk, same everything. You're just going to have to give $120 in 10 years because if you listen to the Fed, they're inflating the currency by 2% every year while raising the interest rate. The, the, the monetary instruments that we're using to save, purchase, and invest in and value those savings, investments, and purchases is not providing flexibility with regards to diversification, diversification of assets. If the value of the asset is valued in dollars and the dollar falls, what happens to the value of the value asset? There's no flexibility in simply generating income as well as saving in the Federal Reserve note monetary instrument. None. There's no flexibility. Flexibility is an essential element to wealth preservation. You need to understand flexibility. Your, 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 the entity that you're generating the income with needs to be able to be flexible in its, in its administration of business and your administration of the entity. Flexibility is key. Very inflexible using that individual. Very inflexible with you know, deductions that can be taken on the return for the individual. Very inflexible. A W-2 employee will never make what the CEO makes, no matter how hard that employee works. Flexibility, number two. Flexibility. Essential element to wealth preservation. Number three. Tax minimization. Y'all knew it was coming. Tax minimization. To the individual entity, how flexible and how much control do we possess with regards to tax minimization? None. There's no way to minimize taxes more than is allowed by the legislation, by Congress. The Internal Revenue Code. 
That's called tax evasion. You will go to jail for tax evasion. Debtor's prison. An individual cannot pass his taxable liability onto another individual and receive a deduction on the individual return. If I go to work and I get $30,000 from my job and they write me a check and then I write you a check for $30,000, the IRS is going to come to me and be like, all right, so what's up with that taxes on the $30,000? You going to do a return? I'm like, no, nah, I gave $30,000 to, you know, to my family, you know. I gave it to my family. Go holler at the family. No, no, no. Okay, yeah, okay. We'll go holler at them in a second. You know what I'm saying? Because you know that's different. But you are you earn the income, or you know you earn the income using this entity. So the individual needs to pay taxes on the thirty thousand dollars. I don't even have it. We don't care. You can give it away. You got to give it specifically to like a a nonprofit, like a five hundred one c three tax exempt entity. And even when you do that, an individual can only give 50% of the individual's annual income and receive a tax deduction. The other 50%, nope, let's holler at that. So even if you give 100% of your money to the church, man, you still got to pay taxes on 50% of it. That's not tax minimization, baby. Private tax determined entities, you know, private family foundations, private foundations. An individual can only donate 30% of their gross annual income. That's less. So there's no flexibility and no control with regards to tax minimization. Flexibility, control, and tax minimization are the three essential elements to wealth preservation. Now, does it make a little little more sense why we broke? It does to me. Then we have other elements that come into play when it comes to, you know, wealth eroding factors. We have probate is, let's say you you die with the will. You execute the will, so you got a will. Okay, so when you die, the state takes the will, goes into probate court. You got to enter the will into the state probate court, and the state assigns an administrator or an executor to settle all the debts and execute the will. And the state charges a fee for that, so you know. It's a nice fee, too. So even with the will, you're not passing on all your wealth. Now, if you die without a will, then then that's, that's called an intestate. Well, that goes into probate too, but it's intestate. So that's you know the the splitting of the assets to the heirs or the splitting of the debts to the heirs falls to statute, the state statute on how they're going to do that, how they're going to work that out. But either way, you're going to be in, you know in probate court with the will without a will, probate court. You're going to probate that estate, and that's going to erode some of that wealth that you worked your entire life. See, here's my thing. The public didn't give me life, and the public didn't give me this vessel, this physical flesh 
You know, I can move my fingers back and forth. The United States government did not give that to you. The founding fathers did not give that to you. The life that I have that permeates inside this body and outside this vessel was not given to me by anyone on this earth or anybody, governmental body or anything. So when it comes to how I choose to spend my time or exchange my time for value is on me. The only one that can tax that is the creator. And I don't even feel like that's even real because if I'm exchange, how about I exchange my time for the creator doing good works and then exchange my time for, you know, wealth. I got to exchange all my time for wealth and then give some of the wealth to the creator or, you know, the creator works. Why can't I just, you know, but let's not get into that. Bottom line is if I'm exchanging my time on this earth that I'll never get back, that was granted to me by my creator, not by you. Why are you taxing it? Why do you get any of it? And most people say, oh, the use of Federal Reserve notes. Mm, Half right. The use of Federal Reserve notes with the individual. The individual. Can't stand that individual. Can't stand it so much. But guess what? It's It's such a repugnant entity, they had to throw your name on it. They had to. They had to make it make you feel like it was you, and that was your birth certificate, and that's your social security number. Otherwise, you will put it down faster than you would put down human feces. Once you're aware of what you're holding, you're going to put it down quick. But they pull the, the okey-doke, a whoop-de-wop on all of us, threw our name on it, never mind that all the letters are capital, attached the social to it, got us running around saying, that's me, this is mine, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a authenticate it, I'm a Minnesota Rule 22 it, I'm a, it's mine. Getting worked, 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 unable to preserve our wealth. Not only in our lifetime, I haven't even begun to speak about multi-generational wealth. Remember earlier in the show, I said when money and time and job is no longer an issue for a family, a family eventually gets bored. And that family eventually finds its purpose for better or for worse. Better or worse. Our families can't even find their purpose because we can't even preserve wealth in the present, let alone the past or in the future, and we cannot pass that wealth through to the next generation and let it be added on to and to compound. We don't even know how to compound. We don't understand what compounding is. We weren't taught that. You have to take a specific finance class, you know, accounting class or something to get into compounding. Please believe this is known. These, these, these things are known. So, 
When you're dealing with the, the three elements, control, flexibility, tax minimization, you know where I'm going with this. The only way you can get do this is through the administration of trust. You got to understand the contract is the law. And the trust invokes its own jurisdiction through the contract indenture. We can get into jurisdictional elements all day, but basically when it comes to wealth preservation, there is legal avoidance of probate and probate tax upon death, legal avoidance of the state tax upon death, legal avoidance of inheritance tax upon death, legal avoidance of death tax upon death, legal avoidance of generation, um, skipping and gift taxes upon death. Why? Because a trust does not die. You don't need to open new accounts. The successor simply takes over everything that was already going on. There's no exchange in titles. The, The court doesn't need to step in and probate the estate because the estate is still active and being executed. How the successor stepped up. Oh, so you mean to tell me no title exchanges hands upon death? No. So there's nothing to tax? No. So there's nothing to probate? No. And you mean to tell me by using trust, I can preserve the wealth that I'm creating currently in my life? Yes. Because you will have... the control and flexibility and tax minimization that comes along as a benefit of administering your estate through contract. Asset protection, arms link dealing, these things are essential. Then you got the four pillars of your estate. And those four pillars, not the four pillars, the three pillars of governance of your estate. Being proper governance, proper management, and proper investment. If we're not preserving wealth, we can't invest it, let alone properly invest it. Then we can get into the four essential aspects with regards to creating and, and, and facilitating wealth. Those being private placement accounts, founder stock, and endowments. Real quick, though, an endowment is a contract. Um, well, hold on. Let me let me read this. I got my dictionary of um, dictionary of finance and investment terms. This is the ninth edition. I think this is current. If it's not, whatever. So I got the word endowment in here. 
And an endowment is a permanent gift of money or property to a specified institution for a specified purpose. Endowments may finance physical assets or be invested to provide ongoing income to finance operations. Endowments may finance physical assets such as a property, such as an estate. Would you like to know how to finance your entire estate? It's done through an endowment. The trust is the only type of entity that can take advantage of an endowment because it never dies. Endowments may finance physical assets or be invested to provide ongoing income to finance operations. An endowment is a contract. That contract specifies the interest. So you, you, it's a gift of money. And these institutions, we're talking about hospitals and universities, colleges, they have access to certain types of accounts that can, that can, uh, you know, they can, they can clear, you know, between twenty and forty, and sometimes fifty uh, percent return on the deposit. And only hospitals, colleges, universities, and you know, financial institutions can take advantage of these types of accounts. So setting up an endowment with a you know a hospital, university, or you know a college is a way of generating finance, and in the contract specifies the interest. So you know the interest that's being generated on a deposit, because remember they don't you know the institution has no vested interest in that money you gave it to, them. so they're going to split the interest. Half the interest is going to go to the university to fund a specific you know curriculum or something like that. And the other half is going to go to your private estate, to your family trust or whatever. And that's, you know, that is going to be income to the estate that can be used according to the contract indenture. That's an endowment. We also have founder stock. Founder stock, I got this right here, Black's Law 4th edition calls it founders shares in in English company law shares issued to the founders of or vendors to a public company as part of the consideration for the business or concession etc taken over and not forming a part of the ordinary capital as a rule such shares only participate in profits after the payment of a fixed minimum dividend on paid up capital. I mean, there's some legalese in there. We got to study. I hope, I hope, I hope y'all studying. And I hope y'all, you know, downloading these episodes because sometimes I'll just be doing my dance. So private, a private placement. This is back to the dictionary finance and investment terms, a private placement. A sale of stock, bonds, or other investments directly to an institutional investor like an insurance company, institutional investor, trust, 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 trust. A private limited partnership, trust, is also considered a private placement. 
A private placement does not have to be registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. There you go, as a public offering does. If the securities are purchased for investment as opposed to resale. So the trust is going to purchase these securities, these founder stock, these private placements, and they're going to hold on them. They're going to hold them for wealth generation, you know, to, to, to get the dividends over and over. And when, when you know, you know, the trust can't avoid taxation through this type of setup. Ooh, we're streaming. If you fall off, you're done. You got to catch the archive. Hopefully you got a good connection. Uh, I already said private places accounts. Told you about the diamonds. Oh, and insurance. Insurance. Life insurance. Um, If you can do the right thing, the dividends pay the premiums after, you know, once you get your dance going. So what, what what the contract is producing in money is paying for the premiums or the insurance payments. Think about what I just said. You can borrow against the cash value of, of these life insurance policies, too. Understand that the payment of the premiums of these life insurance policies are expenses to your your trust, your estate. They're capped at 12%. They compound at 12%, which means the, the premiums that are paid, the cash value, the compounds at 12%. So there's a cash value that develops over a certain time. This is how you X out banks and credit unions. You don't need them anymore for a loan. Why? They're capped at 12%, but generally you're going you're to find them around 4% right now. You can research indexed universal, universal and whole life type policies. Um, I know two uh, people in the private that sell insurance. If you're ready, email me, get with me. But when it comes to wealth preservation, I do not play around. I have a family. I take the family very seriously. And my provider role is the most serious that could ever be. So, you know, this episode, obviously, I don't know if you can tell, but, you know, it means something to me. And it hits home for me, you know, wealth preservation. I, you know, I grew up poor. You know, a lot of y'all know, I, you know, I've said it on the air before, you know. My dad was off that stuff. And he'd be gone for days, and, you know. I, you know, I, junior high, you know, early, you know, seventh grade, sixth grade, you know, I had, to, I had brothers and stuff. And, you know, I, I was jumping in dumpsters to get food. And I didn't shame said it. So when it comes to poverty and wealth, you know, it, it it hits home to me. And when I look at my children, there's no damn way. And I think that is one of the essential elements of how I was able to get where I am. Because there was no way that I wasn't going to get here and beyond. And I think that's part of the mentality. But it also, you know, knowledge is important. And being informed is half the battle. You know, G.I. Joe used to say that. Knowing is half the battle. He's like, no, I know. 
and knowing is half the battle. And it was corny, but it was real. Ultimately, we need to understand that universal laws are the principles underlying any success in any area. Period. This is what it is. And, you know, what I understand will continue to be. And if you don't understand what universal laws are, it's, you know, what is that, Psalms? The Psalms? It's tough for me to remember. You know, wisdom has, you know, built her house. She has hewn her seven pillars. Seven pillars. Uh, the seven principles, seven hermetic principles, mentalism, correspondence, gender. We got to study these things. Then we serve on the higher, we can rule on the lower, and commerce is definitely low, low, low. If you paying for water, which is necessary for life, whatever system that is, is very low. I don't care what you're talking about. And my, my cause, my thrust, my charitable nature, you know, requires me to disseminate this information every single week here on the foundation on higher frequency radio network. I trust that I'm able to articulate these principles in a manner that's easily digestible and assimilated. Because people talk all the time and most people like to sound smart and use big words, but it's really confusing. I don't know what the hell you just said. Doesn't make sense. So I'm just gonna smile and nod because I don't want you to think I'm stupid. Because you know, I got, I got, a, I, got a, I got a low self-esteem. It is what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm poor, bro. It's a, it's a vicious cycle, and it's hard to get out of. I know that. I know. I know, sister. I know, brother. But it's possible. But you know, knowledge is most important, and we need to understand what we're, what we're pushing for, what we're looking for, what we're moving for. And if it's not for your family, then you should get off of my show. I'm not playing. But if it is for family, that's a noble cause. And noble cause are divine. And, you know, as long as we serve on the higher, we rule on the lower. And that's all. I just, you know, I just want you to rule on the lower. I just want you to rule on the lower. I'm about to go to the phone lines in a couple minutes. We streaming. This is a long show with a lot of people on the switchboard. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you very much. I'm about to go into the phone lines in a second here. But as I wrap this up, I do want to say, you know, there's, there's things that can be done to, you know, begin to correct our situation. Sacrifices must be made Some sacrifices must be made That we don't know that we can do That we don't believe we can do But you know You gotta live how most won't So You can Exist Easily How most can't And to me that's That's really important And, you know, keeping that in mind, we're almost there. 
It's looking it's looking weird, but we're almost there. And you know, I'm still here. I stand tall in the flesh. There's nothing no one can say about that. And I'm your brother and I got your back. I swear I do. I affirm that I do. So I won't even say the number because if you ain't called in, you're done, son. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go to the phone lines in a second here. Let me just get this ready, make sure this stuff isn't acting all weird and whatnot. But, you know, I trust that you enjoyed the show. I trust that you learned something. Y'all can get with me, admin at welcometothefoundation.com. I do conduct private consultations. I do offer trustee training, um, help you transition into the private Actually, factually, truthfully, not no jive, turkey, and then disappear, poof. The number you have dialed, none of that with me. Because why? And, you know, we got to do what we got to do. And if I feel like if you're on this broadcast and you haven't got into the trustee training, then you really need to because... If you're on high frequency, if you listen to the foundation, if you know who So L is, you need to have your trust set up. It's ridiculous. If you can see me, you can see me rolling my eyes right now. I almost don't understand it. Email me, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Let's work something out. But yeah, I'm going to go to the phone lines. <laughs> it's hard not saying the, uh, the number every single time. You put all these dictionaries and notes and books away real quick I went in for this episode I hope y'all I hope y'all learned something because this stuff is important alright uh, welcome to the foundation.com make sure you sign up for the email list you know how I am with this email list I do not play uh, phone lines are open you want to uh, say what's up got a question just push one on your keypad I'm going to go to Sister Yvette first. Peace, Sister Yvette. How you doing? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on. This might not be Sister Yvette. Let me double check. I don't think that's Yvette. All right, just in case it's any Yvette. Uh, 347-0529. 347 Peace. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Three four seven. Zero five two nine. Yeah, see that ain't that. Eight six oh nine nine six eight. Eight six oh nine nine six eight. Peace. What's your name? Where you calling from? So whoever you are, you getting it in. You listening to all types of shows at the same time, just getting in knowledge. Wow, I commend you. Nine two five nine six eight one. Peace. Oh. Hello. Peace. You on air? You live? All right, man. What's up, man? What's good? How you doing, man? I'm doing very well, brother. How you doing? All right. Uh, join the show and uh, you know came to support put my energy out and hopefully it's helping you and helping others but uh, yeah man like you said you know 
people got to figure out was their purpose in life. And, you know, you got to figure that out. And then you could be able to, you know, make the moves you need to. Because, you know, when you realize that a lot of the reason why all of us is doing what we're doing is because we believe or we were taught, hey, you got to do this. You got to, you got to, you got to do this like everybody else is doing. You know, everybody's been doing it as far as going to school or whatever, you know. And people get caught up just following the same trends, not making their own. And then once you do that, once you get to, you know, start figuring out what you really want to do, right, and you start making the notes, you know, the the money, the cheddar, whatever people want to call it, then you got to learn how to be able, be able to not lose it, you know. And what you're talking about is truthful. And it'll come through what you need to do because, like me, our reason why I started learning about this stuff because I was trying to, you know, get myself in a better situation. But I was like, I got to try to help my sister, my my family, my mother. And and then if I have any, you know, any children in the future, like I want to have them have something, you know. So, you know, like you said, I feel like that's why I ended up learning about this stuff because I just was like, I got to figure this out. But what's all, you know, start putting my... Uh, mind into this whole idea and you know changing and getting rid of all that negative information that or that wrong information and starting to get on this right information so you know you right. got to really start putting that you know putting your energy where you need to put it at and take responsibility for your life because I feel like a lot of us is worried about the government Trump and all this stuff and that's that's the mind of the person that's thinking that these people got some type of control over you, you know, if you stay in that system. But if you're trying to get out and you're trying to, even if you're going, and I'm not going to sit up here and knock on anybody who's W-2 because I still got a W-2. I'm trying, you know, I'm eventually getting off of it. But, if you know, for you guys who got a W-2 working, that doesn't mean you got to do exactly what they're saying. You can start making the moves right now. So you can eventually be able to have stuff. So if you are no longer doing that job or you're doing it for yourself instead of doing it for somebody else or whatever, if you are doing that job and somehow you lose it, you're not in a bad position. You see? Because some people do like, like right. what they're doing. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, because I hear people talk bad about people having these, you know, jobs. But if you love doing what you're doing, then do it. You know, all I would say is try to transition. I think I'll say if you could do it, try to transition for yourself or just make sure you got enough. So if you get cut or whatever, you know, you can uh, be able to survive and help your family. So, no, like I said, I'm taking, I'm taking leaps and boundaries right now. I'm, I'm jumping out into the, you know, to the abyss trying to hopefully, uh, you know, I'll put it this way. I know I'm going to get where I need to get. I'm just making sure I do it the right way. Because I'm believing to get where I need to go. I'm trying to learn this information and doing that, you know. Because so what, what I what I read, it's like you know, I'll tell you the book, and I'm looking for it. Uh, it's a uh, uh, 33 strategies of war, and uh, and it basically said one of the strategies that it said is like you know maybe some people need to you know take a risk or put yourself in the corner or 
take that risk because if you got something that you gonna rely on sometimes, you'll never push yourself. It becomes to go a crush. Yeah, yeah, it becomes, becomes a crush. crush. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's real. So that's me, true. I hey, I hate to I hate to rush you, fam, but I got like mad callers behind you, and I just, I, just, to, I can't let you go. I'll, I'll leave you. I'll leave the mic open if you just just mute yourself, though. Okay. Well, I was about to cut it off. Come back. All right. All right. All right. Go ahead. Finish your finish your thought. My bad. All I was saying is that's what I was saying. We got to sometimes put ourselves in bad positions. That's all I was going to say because I said not bad positions, but take the risk because that's what I'm doing right now. And I'm I'm like I'll be honest. I'm not I'm not I'm kind of in a way back in my mind kind of nervous about like you know taking a risk and losing this uh, job. But I know in my heart that it ain't gonna help me. So I need to make that move. You know, and and for me, I can in a little way, but some people can't. So I say, just be able to make the move, but just push forward, and that's it. And I'm out. True, indeed. Appreciate you, Brian, from the Bay. Thank you, sir. All right, seven one eight eight zero nine two seven one eight eight zero nine two. Peace. What's your name? You call along. Hey, peace, OL. How you doing? Me down. Hey. Yeah. How's it? How's it How you doing, Daryl? Everything's great. How you doing? I'm all right, brother. I'm okay. We can just say, you know, call and say hello and see how you're doing and listen to the show. That um, everything's all right. I'm gonna let you take the next call, okay? Okay, man. Good talking to you, man. You good though? Everything's good. Yeah, I, I'm good. I'm being good. I'm behaving myself. <laughs> I, I just ain't doing the numbers game. That's all. A lot of people doing the numbers game until they're 65 and stuff like that. Oh, one thing I want to say. When I do decide to go to college again, I'm going to college because it's a hobby. Actually, I have my driver's license already. And when I do go to college the next time, I'm going to go to college to have um, my pilot license. But I'm not going to be working with somebody. I'm just going to be um, flying myself. Just like I normally drive myself, I'm going to be flying myself. So... And the next thing, I'm going to get me a, a boat license, you know, how to do that, too, and just, you know, sell myself. That's the way I feel, like, you know, when you get to a certain level, you're going to school, and, you know, you, it's for a hobby. I don't want to go to school just to be, oh, I, I get a good job, I'm going to be working for somebody. I go to school, it's going to be a hobby. But um, that's what I want to say to everybody out there, like that, you know, everybody going to, going to school to get a better job, and maybe they should go to school and um, just something to make them happy, not to make somebody else happy. Um, but um, anyway, um, I'm gonna let you take the next call. So, L, all right, peace and love, man. All right, fam. all right, peace and love. Always. I appreciate you, man. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, peace. You too. All right, peace. All right, two zero three five five two three. Area code two zero three last four five five two three. Peace. Which name? Where you calling from? I'm calling from Connecticut. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. I've been listening to your show for a long time, but I never get in touch with you. But uh, today is a lucky day for me. Uh, it's a lucky day for me. <laughs> I uh, I really looking to 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 have a uh, consultation with you because I I, I I went down to the bank today to open a, a, a business uh, account. But uh, after I realized uh, they wanted to open it under my social security, I told them I'll come back uh, until I get uh, in touch with you. And knowing uh, what form that I need to file first, uh, 
first of all, get my uh, LLC from the state and also getting my EIN number and set up Social Security under my name. Okay, yeah, I can help you with that. You can send me an email, um, admin at welcome to the foundation dot com. Yeah. We can get it started. Or you can just go to the site, welcome to the foundation dot com and then there's a spot where it says uh consult book a consultation. You can just you can okay. do it from there from straight from the website. But either okay. way you want to do it, that's fine. But yeah, I can help All you right, with that. That's, that's no problem. Thank you very much, appreciate it. I, I need to stay away from the mode of slavery. I'm tired of going to work like crazy. I have nothing. I have, I have not accomplished nothing. It's just like you work, we got the money, and the money disappears. Yeah, and the money's gone. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm getting older, and I'm, uh, I'm getting worried that I haven't leave nothing for my three kids, you know? No, I understand completely. I understand completely. Um, I would, you know, be an honor to help you get into a proper position. So, thank you. Make sure, thank you know, you definitely hit me, hit me up. I'll talk to you soon, brother. All right, brother. All, right, All right, peace. Yeah. Oh, where's that? Where's that? Ooh. Okay, so next caller. Where am I at? I don't want to lose my spot, yo. Three one eight five. Nope, I'm sorry. Three one eight seven nine two nine. Three one eight seven nine two nine. Peace. Which name are you calling from? Hey, this peace. is Tamika, and I'm calling from the boot, which is Louisiana. Um, you say I've done the email with you, so I've received yes. Okay, peace. How you doing? Having all the fun, having all the fun. Um, I always listen, and I've been, I guess you could say, on my ground with getting everything taken care of so I can get into proper positioning. I do have a email that I was about to send to you about setting up meetings with you for next week as far as consultation. Um, question, though, on the banking for one of them. It was something, I think it was the last show, possibly. Um, I got the information that I needed from this show, but when it comes to the banks for what's local or feasible as far as the banks that are close by or banks that I've already uh, done business with, I know as far as uh, setting up one for my trust and for the business, we try not to use the banks that we normally would use as far as the CPN is is, um, concerned. What do you do if those banks are not accessible because you already have accounts with them. Uh, it's it. If you're talking about a trust account, uh, it's not absolutely required that you have your your trust accounts at a bank where you don't have any private accounts. It's just it's a it's a very serious recommendation because. It, I don't want that them to situation, right, right. <laughs> if they're at the same bank, it, it it makes it easier and sometimes instigates uh, commingling. You know. Yeah, I don't want it but, to be commingled. Right. So if you're not, if you know, if you're if you're adamant and you're not, you know, going to commingle and you, you you trust in your proper administration, you know, and you don't commingle and you don't self deal, I don't see an issue. 
I don't see a serious okay. issue. It's just, you know, people who are, who are starting out and who are just starting to learn and just starting to understand the administration of trust, I just tell them don't do it. It just makes it easier. Okay. I think everything else I'll cover with you. Since private, I'd like to uh, stick with that during my talk. Thank you for Absolutely. all the gifts. Oh, you're welcome. I'll talk to you soon, sister. Have a great day. Have a great evening. Right. You too. Peace. All right, all right, all right. Where we at? Where we at? Three four six zero seven zero one. With all these callers, three four six zero seven zero one. Peace. What's your name? What you calling? Grace and peace, Mark. This is KB, man. I spoke with you recently. Consultation. I'm oh, just giving you a shout oh. out, man. It's uh first time digging uh. Getting in on the live on the live feed with you, you know, I really appreciate the information that you putting it out there. Highly, highly important. I hope the world, or all the world, is listening in on on it. Really understand that. You know what I'm saying? You got the IRC. You know, and you got uh, you dealing with taxes and you dealing with trust. In this system, everything is in trust, and perceivably everything, everything is being taxed. So, very, 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 very important. Glad you out there, man. I appreciate you. Just giving you a shout out. Oh, family, I appreciate you. I appreciate you checking out the show, whether in the archives. I'm glad you was able to catch it live, family. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. Pass the mic. I'll be talking to you soon, man. Appreciate you. Peace. Bet. Peace, more. All right. Two zero five zero three seven seven. I think this is my guy, guy. Indeed. You know what it is. The superconductor himself reporting live and direct from Birmingham, Alabama. What the business is, so you know what I'm saying. Salute to the gods, man. Give thanks to the creators, the ancestors, the forefathers, and the foremothers, and those that continue to pay the word, therefore, afterwards, including give thanks to ourselves to tune in on this divine moment, this divine night, because we could be doing anything other than anything else. So tuning in to the foundation, learning how to build a foundation, become a foundation, and also, you know, give our undivided divine attention, you know, to you, brother. So, you know, I give thanks. I'm on new journeys and new paths. Uh, you know, as you know, I've been taking up the thermodynamics uh, studies and sciences and whatnot. So about this time next year, I should have been on a different certification level. You know what I mean? But just to, just to give more passion and depth to it a little bit, man, it's like sitting in class. It's just like, it's like learning more identity of self. You know, about tapping into class and going into the studies of thermodynamics about heat the temperature between relationships, between pressure and degrees, and you know what I'm saying, different angles of whatnot, kilowatts and dealing with force and energy. You know, it, it's all up. It's all revealing identity of self. And it's truly it's truly beautiful family. I mean, you know, work work times for people, you know what I'm saying? Different. I mean, we gotta really we gotta be more in tune, like you were saying about this keyword control. Growth. We gotta be in more control with controlling factors. What are the controlling factors? You see what I'm saying? That we should be concerned with when we're dealing with economics and corporates and whatnot. 
You see what I'm saying? It is our energy. Connect energy, potential energy, gravitational noise, potential energy. We got energy that we need to be exercising, you know what I'm saying, on a level to actually uh, gain true results, you know what I'm saying, to define true purpose. So uh, it's truly beautiful. I'm just, I'm in tune with the atoms, electrons, you know what I'm saying, different pressures and whatnot, and actually utilizing that in, in, the, in the everyday. So, you know, I give thanks. I definitely give thanks, bro. Uh, we're, building, we're building on the topic and the science. So when we set that LLC up, multi, multi-dimensionally, we'll be able to have multi services to be able to uh, hop out to the public as well. So we will serve on a higher as well. You know what I'm saying? We will serve. So, uh, you know, and that, that, that's truly what it is. Beautiful, bro. And I'm just, I'm just taking down, jotting down, you know, re-archiving and just staying, staying afloat and staying the course. Staying the course because we have an ultimate purpose, you know what I'm saying, at hand. And, uh, you know, everyone plays a role in it, bro. So I'm definitely in tune. I'm here. I'm in tune with, with the forces in the background. They're keeping everything, you know what I'm saying, working. So uh, I give thanks, though. Definitely give thanks, you know what I'm saying. Definitely give thanks. Small thanks to a giant, bro. Yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate you calling in. You sound like you're charged up, yes, man. Sir. That's cool, you know, uh, taking those classes. Oh, yes, sir. Continuing yeah. the education, yes, sir. Man. Yeah. Yes, sir. Indeed, 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 indeed. You know, and just to be on the aspect, let the family know. You know, there is another route I could have took with that. Yeah, I could have said, okay, yeah, I'm not gonna, imp- I'm not gonna, you know, take part of these, uh, these services or whatnot. But the the, the key thing is, is you can see what it is. It's the essence of the knowledge. It's the information. It's what's being obtained. See, it's the information. Once the information can be obtained, then we can we can do other things after this. See, and that is the actual key and part of the plan. You see what I'm saying? That's part of the plan. You know what I'm saying? To obtain the information. So once I obtain this information, I can go ahead and go out and start to purchase certain things and then create my own, you know, uh, team of uh, private heating air airmen, servicemen. Because, you know, you got to think about it, family. There's nothing we can do without the elements. We're built up. We're governed by them. So what are we going to do when it get hot? What are we going to do when it get cold? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Got a master. Got a master. Got a master. Practice the craft, master the art. So I'm with it, bro. I'm definitely in tune with it. I'm, I'm going to definitely be giving you a call, though. You know what I mean? I've been, I've been trying to keep certain ones in tune with me around me. You know what I'm saying? To, to chime in, too, as well. So, you know what I'm saying? Give thanks. I trust. Not hope, but I trust they're listening, too, as well. You know what I'm saying? So... Definitely what it is, though, bro. Yeah, thanks. Good to hear from you. Pussy vet, where she at? You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, know looking to hear from you too as well, man. I got my pen and pad ready to add to, to the end of closing. So, For real, uh, she comes to drop the jewels. There's someone on here that I think I'm gonna try one more one more line. It might be her, but okay. if not, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna chill the show out. We've been streaming for a minute. It was a long yeah, show. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, I appreciate right. you, man. Yeah. Thank yeah, you very much. Indeed. I'm going to hit you up, too. I'm going to hit you up um, in a little bit, too, man, because I got some things going on where I want to tap into the uh, Express. You know what I'm saying? I want to tap into oh, the yeah. Express. So, so, man, yeah, man. Start out with some, some a little bit. You know, we got to start out somewhere, man. So I just figured, man, it ain't got to be long. It's this and all outdrawn. 
But we want to start off somewhere where we can better just set this up and build, build the access as we go. Do a build access as we go. True indeed. All yes, right, sir. family. Well, yeah, I'm, I'll be looking forward for you to hit me. And I'll talk to you soon. Yes. Do that. Indeed. All right, man. Love. Peace, peace, to, peace God. to God. I got one more. I'm going to try and see if it's just the vet. I mean, if it's not, it's cool. You know, I, I, I care about you, too. But 347-0529, peace. Which name are you calling from? What's the deal? What's the deal? Peace yes. community. Peace to my kings and queens. I am sorry about last week. My phone died on me. But we're going to give y'all some numbers tonight. And I want you to listen in closely, community, because all the current events is what is leading up to our very demise. It's getting in the proper perspective and the proper order quickly. We're looking at the rents that's going on right now. You're looking at $1,100 a month. You're paying 13000 Two hundred yearly. If you do that seven years, you're looking at ninety-two four. If you do it fifteen years, you're looking at one ninety-eight. If you do it thirty years, you're looking at a mortgage of three hundred and ninety-six thousand that you're paying to somebody else, and you don't own a penny of it, and it's not coming back to you. But let's take the figures a little higher. If you're looking at the average rent that is now seventeen hundred dollars a month and you do the math times 12 months that's 20,400 a year times seven years that's 142,800 you do 15 years that's $306,000 if you do 30 years community we're looking at $612,000 okay the average one family house out here right now the lowest we're looking at is $750,000 and that's not even a fixer up Okay, community, this is the reality check. You see these little tracking codes we got called Social Security? Because that's what they are, tracking devices. They track us so they could keep account on our money and our progress. Get yourselves in order. Get yourselves in the right perspective. I keep saying it. Clean up your socials because you need clean socials to obtain these government properties that they say we're paying for because we are paying for it. But in the reality is all our mortgages belong to all the holders overseas because America don't own nothing. If you go over the seas, everybody else owns our mortgages that these banks lend us. That's the reality check. Now, you don't want to co-mingle, sister, because I heard you closely. If you don't want to co-mingle, you don't use your state-issued IDs. You go and get passports. They don't have an address on that passport. They just have a number. They don't have any information that the banks know because most of us don't go in the banks and use passports. That's if you don't want to co-mingle. If you don't want to co-mingle, you never use your state IDs wherever you go. If you don't want nobody to do a history check on your bad credit, don't use your state-issued IDs. 
Okay? Now, for the alternative nine digits, we're not even going to get into that. Just don't co-mingle, whatever you do. Use your passports, people. Now, the average person, we work 35 hours a week. Some of us, 40. And if we don't have enough money to make the bills or pay the rent or whatever, we work an average of 60 to 72 hours. People, stop doing the numbers game. We're not doing the numbers game. Check yourselves, okay? Number games is what do you all have stored up in every time? It's time to tap in, do the consultation. My brother, I've been distracted because you know why? Sometimes you try to take people with you and they're not on the same level. So community, if you're trying to get in the right perspective, everybody is not going to wish you well. They're not going to mean you well. And you even got something that's going to drag you down while you're trying to get to your transition. Bless them. God bless them. That's all I got to say. Make sure when you make your transition, you understand this. Everybody's not going to pat you on the back. Everybody's not going to be happy for you. Everybody's not going to give you their blessings. Just know, reach out, do what you got to do. Now, what are you going what matters most to you? Make sure whatever money you get, you make sure that you share around the wealth after you set yourself up properly. And another thing community, what's not good to you is not good for you. That means toxic people, toxic relationships, toxic friendship, toxic coworkers, cut them loose, okay? Now, the levels you need to be at, understand your consciousness of what you're trying to obtain. Make sure you get there. Don't step on anybody while you're getting there. But just remember, once you get to your level and you're comfortable, then you reach back over the wall and grab those who want to come. Because see how you know people want to come? They reach up and they're willing to work with you. The ones who don't want to work with you are going to be the very ones that pull you down, my brothers and sisters. Kings and queens, stay focused because I'm watching. They're not playing with us. As you see, they are getting ready to set up the cash system, but through the credit. They're getting ready to single out who's going to make it and who ain't going to make it. Check yourselves. Get yourselves in order. Buy your trade lines. Straighten out your credit. Get your properties. Stop paying all this money into these brown bags that got holes in it. Because the holes ain't for you to get none of it that's coming out. It's for everybody else. And it ain't our people. Check in your neighborhoods. Who owns your properties? Who are you renting from? Peace community. Peace kings and queens. I'll be back at you next week. Saltel, my brother, you be blessed, you and the family. Thank you very much, Sister Yvette. Appreciate you every time. Peace and have a great week. Peace, community. All right, everyone. You heard the sister. It's going down. And, you know, I just so happen to agree with pretty much everything she said. But, you know, more, more important is that we got to get right. You know, we got to get our minds right. We got to get our thinking right. We got to get our understanding right, right and exact, correct. Or however you want to, you know, you whatever terminology that you want to use in describing a specific state of not only mind but being. 
And with that state, it's intention, knowledge, action, consistency, dedication, believe to become. And if you wait for the perfect conditions, you'll be waiting until you've gone. So it's time to make some moves. Hopefully, you know, the energy that I provide as provided by the foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network is assistance to the movement that is required and necessary to be able to survive this transition and possibly thrive. Let's just get it together. Y'all my people, y'all my brothers and sisters, I love you with all my heart. And that's why I do this. So with that being said, that's a wrap. Welcome to the foundation.com. Make sure you sign up for the email list. Like I said, the email blast will go out tomorrow with regards to the trade lines that I was talking about last week. So if you were looking for that, cool. If you're live right now and you're not on the email list and you want that, welcome to the foundation.com. Sign up for the email list. Welcome to the foundation.com. Also, you can find the social media accounts, Instagram, Twitter, and the Facebook page. There's our content that's being shared, I don't know, semi-regularly, but it's getting better. So if you want to be a part of that, you know, you can find that from welcome to the foundation.com. As well as you can do a donation, sign up for a consultation, read some PDFs, all that from welcome to the foundation.com. Thank you very much. Like I said, I appreciate you. I appreciate y'all every week and every single day. And this is why I do this. It's for you. So keep moving, keep pushing, keep believing, and keep working, keep studying, keep trying. You know, we, we cry, you know. Wipe the tears and we go to work because that's what's required. And I'm willing to do that with you. Just, you got to be willing to do it for you and yours. So HighFrequencyRadioNetwork.com. Make sure that you check out all that's available there. You know, Yusuf is always working on that thing, making it better, making it better. And, you know, with that being said... I appreciate you. I love you. Be good to yourself. Enjoy yourself. And show some love to someone else because as you walk away, you're going to feel good about it. Until next time, until next week, welcome to the foundation. Peace to the God. High Frequency Radio.